welcome back to the channel today everyone back to our new night so here we are got a lot to talk about today um there's just so much news this week that i i don't even know we might actually run over because there's so much i want to talk about um and so yeah let's get into it though um actually first thing I, oh thank you thank you you noticed the color thank you we're taking it back we're taking back the colored hair from the crazy leftists, so everybody knows. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and actually, uh, this is some personal news that I, I kind of wanted to share with everybody. If you didn't notice, um, last week I had posted that I was starting my journey to, I want to prove a point. I want to prove a point that trans women don't belong in female sports. And I've never been somebody that lifts heavy or um, anything like that. I mean, I have pretty strong legs. I was in the army for seven and a half years. I've, I've carried weight for long distances, but my, my, I never trained to actually like lift heavy, especially with my legs. So what I decided to do is I'm going to take six to 12 months and see if I can't break the female, um, the raw female squat record. Um, and so last week was my first week. Uh, today was the second week. And I, so let me see, what is it? The raw squat record. I mean, I've been on HRT for four years and they say that after a year you should be, you know, get rid of your complete advantage. Right. But for my age group and my weight, the record is only one rep of 287 pounds. Um, and so at the gym today, I put up. I put up 205 three times. So I'm not far off already. And this is without a belt. I mean, I can add probably 20 to 30 pounds with a belt alone. Now, I do know that my my form needs to get a little bit better. I need to go a little bit lower. But that's 205 on your back, which I'm taking it a little bit easy because I do have bad knees. And I also, uh, my back's a little bit shot. But that's where we're at. I mean, we're, we're, we're doing this. We're going we're gonna to prove that you know, males should not be competing in female sports. I mean, this is me just jumping into a sport that I've never done in my life. And I think I should be able to break the, uh, the record within a few months. Um, and that's saying a lot. But on to our first story. I want to let everybody know um, to make sure that you go did I freeze? I hope I didn't freeze. Alright. Let me see what I gotta do. Uh-oh. Alright. Let's see. Let's see. All right, here we go. Okay, it's already up. Cool. So Yingling, go support Yingling. I don't drink a lot, but I am drinking some Yingling tonight because they showed Bud Light how to do it. Okay, they 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 showed Bud Light exactly how you handle well one handle controversy, but how you handle this um, handle the drag shows for kids, um, you know, that's happening and, and why you don't like partner with people who mock 
women and their basic audience is children. So if you don't know what happened with Yingling last week, um, we, we wrote an article. And so Yingling, so Music Fest in Pennsylvania um, posted this on Twitter. It was also on their um on their Facebook, but it said, need your drag fix before our iconic music fest drag show? Well, the Queens returned to Music music Fest Cafe presented by Yingling on June 30th. So there was a lot of um, concerns that that was Yingling was sponsoring this drag show. Now, um, we were very care. I was very careful when I wrote the initial story up because we knew that it was possible that Yingling sponsored was, was had, they gave naming rights to, or they had naming rights over the building, but the building kind of takes, you know, takes care of what happens inside the building. Um, and so indicated, I mean, they, they posted a tweet, a uh, Yingling responded on the 16th and this is how you do it. But like, um, says have naming rights to the music cafe presented by yingli venue arts quest independently plans the event and policies that take place at this venue and all of their other performance areas yingling actively promotes responsible drinking for patrons 21 years of age and older we are working to align with arts quest regarding appropriate age restriction for venues associated with our sponsorship we support their decision to restrict attendance to 18 plus for their June 30th show. More information. So Yingling basically took the took a step and said, told the venue, no, we do not want to do that. You know, we do not want to host you hosting drag shows that allow, you know, babies. Because actually, yes, like um, if Tim Pool showed on his tweet when he called this out, he said, uh, venue entering including babies in arms so basically the drag show allowed babies in it um even though they gave the recommendation that children under the two years of age should not be recommended for performances so uh in in essence yingling took the right step and we should again we should support them Simply because, and, and if you don't drink, don't drink. Okay, I'm not I'm not pushing drinking on anybody. And especially if you're not over the age of 21, you should not be drinking at all. But if you do drink beer and you don't, and you like lager, I mean, Yingling has always been kind of my go-to golf course beer. I don't usually drink it very much, but um, I do enjoy it. And they did the right thing. So I, I decided to buy a six pack yesterday and, and support them on the show. Just what we're doing. Um, but, and, and this is, and this is why it's important because I'm going to delete that. All right. So that's why, this is why it's important because I had, I put a post out yesterday that said, that told Anheuser-Busch, who again is the, if you, I mean, you know, if you don't know, is the parent company to but like they put out a message on the 15th that said, and, and I, I basically told them all you had to do was apologize. Announce that you didn't mean to, you know, partner with Dylan Mulvaney and whose primary audience are teens. Then vow to stop sponsoring all drag shows. 
Um, I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, just look at what Yingli did. And so what they end up saying instead is we recognize that over the last two months, discussion around our company and Bud Light has moved away from beer. And has impacted our consumer, our business partners, and our employees. Yeah. Um, Anheuser-Busch is down $27 billion in market cap. So I'd say it's done a pretty big number on them. Um, and it says, we are a beer company and beer is for everyone. Today we are announcing three important actions. We're going to continue to move forward with our business model. First, we are investing in Investing to protect the jobs of our frontline employees. So, I, get, I mean, obviously, they're, this is affecting their employees. Um, I'm going to go down to the second part because I, ac- I accidentally, when I, um, I ha- you have to splice some of these longer threads together. And so when I use that, I actually forgot the, the second part. So the second, we are providing financial assistance to our independent wholesalers to help them support their employees. So they're basically having to now dole out their, uh, come out of their pocket to support the wholesalers whose business have been hurt by their decisions. Which they might have gotten sued for anyways, um, you know, because they violated their fiduciary duty to their wholesalers. I don't know what their contracts say, but that could be the case. Now, um, and then it says third to all our value customers, we hear you. Our summer advertising launches next week and you look forward to Bud Light reinforcing what we've always loved about our brands that it's easy to drink and easy to enjoy. As we move forward, we will focus on what we do best, brewing great beer and earning our place in moments that matter to you the most. All right. Bud Light's piss water. So I don't really drink it. <laughs> um, I, I prefer Yingling over Bud Light any day of the week. Um, they, they still haven't apologized. They don't seem to understand what they've done wrong. They are just trying to, again, sweep it under the rug. What they did, um, they did this. This this is the second time they've done something like this. Bud Light, you need to apologize understand what you did and like why people are so angry about you promoting Dylan Mulvaney. And it, and it's, it doesn't make sense. Like you're just going to try, like you tried to put Harley Davidson on cans. You, you tried, you tried to put Harley Davidson on your cans and partner with Harley Davidson. And guess what? Harley Davidson stopped tanked as soon as you did that it didn't tank like this i mean they it was it was just a a small dip but i haven't checked on it since but it just hurt harley davidson you know trying to send you a lifeline um let me see um so a freebird says they have been losing money for years I'm not so sure about that. I mean, Bud Light lost its crown to Modelo last week because um, as the number one light beer, like the number one sales brand of light beer in the country, they've been for a while and their stock was, was doing really well. It was like at an all time. I think it was at an all time high. I'd have to go look at that. Don't quote me on that, but it was, it was doing very, very well. And so when they did this, it, it hurt. It hurt their it hurt their stock pretty pretty badly. All they have to do is apologize. I think people would will look past this and they just want to continue on in this same path. It's not gonna work. Um <laughs> especially when they're doing stuff like this. 
I mean, they claim they had nothing to do with this. This was my tweet because I said they're dead. They died from going woke. But this was because this is an after party, a Pride in the Pines after party presented by Bud Light. And if you look under here, it says all ages event under 16 require guardian. Like this came out, this was on June 7th, well after, you know, the controversy. And their name is still on here as Bud Light. And they did not, they just said that they did not sponsor this event. Like they, they, they claim that they didn't sponsor it. Um, it could be the same thing is uh where the the theater but it doesn't look like that though it says presented by bud light the after party is presented by bud light whereas if it was just the it would be the orpheum theater presented by bud light would show that it might be naming rights over the theater i don't think that's the case i think that they actually sponsored this and actually um jack album uh wrote the whole thing up for the washington examiner so if you go check out this tweet you can see uh, the article there But it's interesting because you know we've been we've been talking a lot. Did it freeze again? Okay. We've been talking about we've been talking a lot and all this stuff and why kids don't belong at Pride, right? So this last week, the, it's it's one of the most ironic things. Because we say that kids don't belong at Pride, but yet when Blair White shows the video from these Pride events, she gets censored. She, they, they age-restricted her video on YouTube because they said it's not for anybody under the age of 18, yet she was showing exactly why these events are not for kids under 18 and that there were kids in the audience watching this kind of proved her point. Um, she actually told me, uh, so I wrote this up and uh, I got a quote from Blair. I said, uh, she told me other than the frustration that this, that this move by YouTube limits my ability to speak out about what goes on at pride parades. I actually do not contest their decision because it reinforces my opinion that pride is not for kids. The real issue is why an event deemed too inappropriate for YouTube is somehow culturally viewed as appropriate for children or for, for children in attendance. How? How is that even the case? That, I mean, she makes she makes she makes the point. Um, like it, it kind of reminds me a lot about when you know you see some of these mom groups who, if you didn't know, last week the Southern Poverty Law Center called them all hate groups. But when you see like one of these moms go to a you know, school board meeting and start reading from the books that they want taken out of the library. And then the school board ends up stopping them 
in the mid sentence saying, you can't read that here. There's children present. And the only response that you really need to do is say is exactly. Because there's a reason why these books should not be in their libraries because they're not made for, you know, they, they shouldn't be doing this. Now I won't play the video on here because if I played the video, it would probably, um, get me banned from it would probably get this video age restricted as well but the video it showed it was from los angeles pride it was a libs of tiktok thing you could actually see it now what you could do is uh and so and so it showed so you can go there you can go there and on libs of tiktok and see the video but it showed this truck driving and that um in the back of the truck, there was men in bondage gear and one man was whipping the other. And that was deemed appropriate for children, but not for YouTube. Like, this is why you don't bring your kids to Pride. I've always said you can have kids at Pride. You can have kink at Pride, but you cannot have both at Pride. Like, you have to choose one or the other. And I don't understand why Pride... Pride has become a kink fest. It doesn't make sense. Like, what is it about pride that says this is what's going to be socially acceptable here? It has nothing to do with sexuality. Straight people have sexuality, you know, have. Sorry, my dog is barking, so. <laughs> But straight people have have kink, kinks, um, but they don't promote them as part of like straight pride, right? I mean, they they, they promote they they keep that stuff kind of behind closed doors, or behind the closed doors of adult establishments where they like to frequent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is exactly what it is. Courtney says, straight people do BDSM in their private dungeons away from the public. Um, and uh, Psycho216 says, pride parades should simply stop. They've gone too far. I completely agree. I Honestly, pride should be a day at this point. Like, let's just do pride like a day of pride. Why is it not taking that off? Okay. Um, and welcome in, Psycho216. You got to hang out with my dad yesterday. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Um, but it, it is really interesting. Um, but I mean, and Blair's right. They they said we reviewed your your content and determined it may not be suitable for viewers under the age of eighteen per our community guidelines. Yeah, that's what we've been saying. So, thank you, YouTube. I mean, at least you have some standards, but you would only enforce this on probably Mayor Blair. And actually, there's there's it's interesting because. Um, all of my videos, I, I do want to point this out because I had pointed this out for this. All of my videos have been getting ad limited. 
So, which means that they're not, they don't violate YouTube's rules, but, and it's not, you know, promoted, it's not limited to 18 and over, but it's some advertisers, uh, not suitable for some advertisers. So I, I do question, like, if my videos are not suitable for some advertisers, and yet those advertisers are possibly, you know, sponsoring drag shows, um, Yeah, um, it, it doesn't make sense. And But I think that this might be why I've been getting censored from YouTube. Like, my videos have not been getting monetized by YouTube. Oh, you said, hope you got to hang out with your dad. You got to hang out with yours. I was like, what? No, that, that confused me. No, um, my dad dad lives like four states away so 11 hour drive for me to go home um unfortunately yeah i um i got to see my dad in april when i went home for my sister's wedding though so i'm glad you got to hang out with your dad and actually yes happy father's day to all of those um in the audience and i guess happy juneteenth too um if you if you if you you know Yes, Courtney says, telling the truth is now, I don't know what, in sock language, what's that? Language is hate speech. Yeah, the left likes to, uh, it's always, it's hate speech. Everything's hate speech when you tell the truth, unfortunately, you know. Um, but moving on. And speaking of what should not be, one second. And speaking of what should not be allowed for children, but Nevada. Like, what are you doing, Nevada? Nevada ha so, so Nevada has a GOP governor, but a Democratic um, Congress uh, or state Senate and state house, right? So they sent a bill to the governor's desk that that um, requires insurance companies to pay for the sex changes for minors. He signed it. He didn't veto it. Now, he did veto another bill that would have made Nevada a sanctuary state. So he kind of went in the middle here, but he vetoed it. And from what I was, um, what I was looking at a lot of this too, is that, um, uh, so, apparently, they did this. He did this so that the Democrats would fund his sports ball stadium. I, I, I know it's it's no, it's a baseball stadium. Um, I just like the term sports ball; it's kind of fun. Um, but they 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 did it so that they would fund his Las Vegas stadium for the Oakland A's, and so he basically sold out children. For a baseball stadium, for for like a bargaining chip for the baseball stadium, so that it would get funded. So he's for stealing your tax money. So if you live in Nevada, your governor is stealing your tax money to go to a baseball stadium, but also using your children as bargaining chips to get Democrats to sign off on it. 
this is one of the, this is just an awful awful story um yeah harmony dillon says republican governor signing a piece of trash to the left puts before him or he signing every piece of trash that the left puts before him including mandating gender surgical coverage so that the legislator will give him las vegas stadium um and she's right so who's going to pay for the detransition when most patient patients regret this madness that's the thing so who like I actually agreed. And actually, the Florida, Florida, what I don't think Florida was able to pass this legislation. But I agree with the legislation that if insurance companies do provide gender affirming care, then they should be required to also provide detransition services. Required, because it seems right now they are they are providing care. Care. I put those. I I, sh- I I start putting care in quotes because it's not care. It's 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 they they are they are but they are providing this gender treatments to young kids, but they are not providing it when they detransition. I've talked to a number of detransitioners who they can't even get doctors to take their cases. It's insane. And then insurance pays for it on the way down, but they won't pay for them to, uh, you know, they pay for one way, but they won't pay, pay for it to go back. Um, and where was the other? So there was another part of this. Now, like I said, he, he did... He, he, there was three bills. One he vetoed, the other, um, so he, he did veto a bill that actually would have protected medical, uh, care providers. So it says the bill would have prevented medical providers from losing their license for, for providing gender affirming care and would have pre- prohibited his office from assisting in out-of-state prosecutions. So basically it was a bill to protect um, providers from lawsuits, which you got to be careful when you read some of these bills. Some of these bills, they look good on the surface because they're banning it, but then they don't do anything to doctors who, you know, uh, circumvent it. So basically like the, uh, the Georgia bill, it went to the house and then had to come, you know, where the house changed it. The, the original Senate version actually protected healthcare providers. Um, whereas once it went to the house, the house said, no, 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 you should lose your license if you, if you do this and you should be open to civil and criminal penalties. If you provide this care, care. So Courtney L says, I can't get on board with the gender dysphoria paid surgery unless they agree to pay for the many surgeries that would involve for body dysmorphia cases too, considered purely mental. So cosmetic, I agree. Um, Look, I don't care what you do as an adult, but don't, um, you shouldn't force people to pay for it. Now, I mean, again, private insurance companies can provide care for, uh, I mean, it's private insurance. 
Um, they're not forcing you to pay into it, but I, I still, yeah, I, you pay into it. So I'm not so worried about it now. Like, again, like health savings accounts, that's your money. So you go pay for it however you want. Um, I have no issues with those types of things. Same with, but again, I think that that should go for any plastic surgery, you know, any plastic surgery. That's all it is. I mean, to be quite fair, any gender related surgery is simply plastic surgery. Like it's not, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, it's not a life, it's a life changing surgery, but it's not like, it's not like getting your gallbladder or your gallbladder removed or your appendix removed when it's about to burst. Like those are like life-saving procedures. Like not having your tits done is not a life-saving procedure. So you can pay for that out of pocket yourself. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so according says private can do what they want. They wish, um, but so many on Medicaid and that's what the government controls right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think government should be paying for this. Just like I don't think government should be ever pay for abortion or anything like that. Now, remember, remember the bill we talked about last week with California um, on the surrogacy issue. That bill only affected employer provided insurance companies. It didn't specify like it actually opted the state providers out. So some of this stuff you start to think like maybe again, they are trying to collapse the medical system so that we move to a, you know, socialist based, um, socialized medicine, medical system. Medicaid doesn't even pay for tooth implants. Yeah. And that's, what's interesting too. I don't know how Medicaid works. Um, most insurance companies are, Dental is different than like you have to pay extra for dental. So, um, but yeah, so you know what? What's really amazing though about this, like this is again a Republican um, who is signing this bill when a new Harvard. Harris poll came out this week and said even 67% of Democrats oppose child sex changes. 67%. I mean, a lot of people are saying that's 33% in favor. Yeah, yeah, I got that. But 67% agree with us that are sitting here right now that say that children should not be able to have life altering elective procedures done until they're 18. 67% of Democrats. What's also interesting about this poll is that um, I, I, this was kind of an offshoot too. The poll also said that seventy. Um, when asked if schools should explain should be explaining to kids under ten years old what gender is, like it's something that they can declare, or seventy um, percent of voters said schools should not explain this to kids with 54% of Democrats in agreement. And yet, Moms for Liberty, No Left Turn Education, Mom Army, and all these other parents' organizations are deemed a hate group 
by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, what was really the poll was really weird, though, too, because it said 49 percent of respondents said they believe schools are too focused on teaching kids gender and race ideologies, with 83 percent saying they are satisfied with their kids' schools. This just tells me that they don't know what's going on in their children's schools. Because if they're saying that they, you know, that they're satisfied with what's going on in their children's schools, yet they, you know, they don't believe that they they don't believe that they should be teaching this stuff to kids. It just says it just shows that they don't know what's going on in their schools. And yes, psycho, the, the SPLC is a hate group. It is. Like they target their political opponents with their hate group map um, because that's what they are. They are the the definition of a hate group. Um, and most people think so too. But I just don't think many people know what's going on with schools. They're not. And this is, again, I always kind of say like, the, I posted this and said, you know, this is why I say the internet's not real. Because online you would see that everybody on the left does... Everybody on the left thinks that, you know, um, gender-related surgeries are, you know, life-saving and that that children should be able to make those decisions for themselves. And that's what the politicians are looking at that and saying, yes, this is what our constituents believe. Um, but I don't, I, I've never really thought that was the case. And like I said, I mean, you can look at this poll and here's the poll. I pull it right up for you on the, on the show. Like, it says most voters say that puberty blockers and gender surgery should only be allowed for those over 18 with 78% total total voters. 78% of total voters think that um, we should be restricting gender related su- surgery and medicalization in terms of puberty blockers and hormones to those over the age of 18. What is concerning is that 11% of GOP voters think that, you know, 11% of GOP voters think that it should be allowed for minors. How does that even happen? Again, there's there's so many people buying the lies. Uh, I I just don't think that people are paying that much attention to it. Um, it's like everything when it comes to the internet and, and what we're fighting online, but when it comes to like everyday normal people that are not on the internet, they're not paying that much attention to it. They, they know that, I mean, even six, 67% of Democrats know this, um, but it's not what's, you know, influencing policy because what's influencing policy is what's seen every day on Twitter. Psycho says, I'm called a transphobe for having adult trans women as friends. Leave kids alone. Yeah, leave kids alone and leave women's sports alone. Yeah. I get called transphobic for being a... I've been called transphobic for calling myself a transsexual, which is why we're taking it back. I'm not wearing my hat today, but it's why we're taking the T back. T needs to stand for transsexual again. Because yes, in order to be considered trans, you need to medicalize. Like you need to have a gender dysphoria diagnosis and go to live your life as opposite sex every day to be considered trans. Sorry. Not sorry. 
Okay. So Michael says, just tuned in when considering the number of people surveyed, it is important to understand the percentage, 80% is in a majority, if they surveyed less than 100 million Americans. So here's the thing about that. Um, I don't know if you've ever taken statistics classes. Statistics um, have been pretty reliable to show that if you get a good sample size, um, you're going to, and you're going to, you know, if you have a proper sample size, your deviations are only going to be, you know, one to 2% off. It's, you know, polling has historically been pretty accurate um, in the, in these types of things. So what you're right is they can't survey over a hundred million people. Um, this is still an accurate way to look at it. Like, yeah, exactly. Psycho. This is, this is how surveys work. Surveys work. They take a good sample size and usually like, they say anything under a hundred sample size, hundred people. And I think this study, and this is what they're, this is what everybody's using. This is like one of the big ones too, like I said, um, cause it has to do with um, the presidential elections too. But when you look at, you know, Biden Trump runoff, like they are like, everybody's looking at this as to, um, as a key indicator of who people are supporting for president and everything like that. Um, and, Historically, these things are are pretty uh, pretty reliable. Let me see. Yeah, I mean, it had this one has Donald Trump at fifty nine percent and Ron DeSantis at fourteen percent. So, I mean, it's it's a pretty good poll. I it has all the data as to how the everything break down breaks down in it too. Let me see. I think the first. Yeah, I mean, it was 2,090 registered voters, and usually they'll give you a, a standard deviation of, of how many, like how many degrees it should be off of. But this is, again, it's, it's, this is a Harvard poll. So it's a Harvard, it's a Harvard, uh, and the Harris poll is pretty good too, is a pretty good brand, and then CAPS, Center for American Political Science. So that's how, that's how studies work. Yeah. But let's see. We're moving on. I know I, I said I have a, a a ton of stuff I want to talk about tonight because there's a lot in the news. So um, we're going to talk about our president here in a second. How if it can pull up. This was kind of funny this weekend. Uh, because Elon Musk challenged Biden staffers to give Joe his Twitter password and let him tweet for himself. Um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious because it's it's true. And he just said, please, I'm begging you. Um, because we know that Joe Biden doesn't write his own tweets. We know it. There's no way. I, I doubt he even knows how to use Twitter. Um, like, he he said the joke and he was responding to a, a tweet by the president that said the super wealthy need to start paying their fair share. Um, and then said, you know, and then he said in all seriousness, but it is interesting because, you know, most people say this and it's like when uh, last December, five times August had wrote um, who's pretending to be Joe, Joe Biden online every day and showed that there are one, two, three, four people 
on Biden's staff that are running his digital strategy, which are probably one of the people writing um, writing his tweets. And this was kind of funny because it was responding to something that the president's account had said, and it was like, folks. And he's like, uh, I love that reality. The reality of this tweet is that your intern team of young girls is writing the words like folks pretending to be a senile old man who believes he's doing a good job as president. (laughs) That's good. I like that. (laughs) But it it really does. You know, I do think we need age limits for Okay, so I think we need age limits for those who are running for office or who are in office. Um, you know what we what and and I, when I was on Timcast, we kind of talked about this. And actually, I have this clip here from from the episode. I, I, I mentioned this because we were talking about like when Biden fell, and it's like I do think that we need some sort of cognitive test um, for president. But I, I think that, and we kind of came to the determination that. 65 like retirement age like once you get past 65 like you you should probably hang it up and one it's because like the legacy that you're leaving like you're not going to have to live under the legacy that you're leaving after a certain age right um you're like you can basically a lot of your policies won't have like the most detrimental effects for 10 years down the road and I mean, 75 would be pretty average, but like if you're 80, 85, like you're not going, I mean, it's morbid, but you're not going to be around for that much longer to, you know, live under the policies that you are creating for other people. And so it's your legacy is to destroy the country. But this is what I said. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, yeah. what you said earlier, I think that you, there should be an age limit to when you can run for president, run for Congress, everything like that. I mean, there's, who is it? Is it? The congresswoman, Diane Feinstein, yes, yep. who was wheelchaired into the. She looks like the crib keeper. And she asked Kamala Harris, "What are you doing up here?" Yeah. When she was speaking, <laughs> when she was presiding over the Senate, she's there to check a box. <laughs> I mean, yep. I mean, wow. and she's just. She, I mean, she doesn't know what she's doing there yet. She's casting votes. Yes. I, it, at the least, a grip strength test of grip strength, because that's like an indication of muscular atrophy. If you can't pick yourself up off the ground, I don't mm-hmm. think you're yeah. fit to command. Um. Yeah. Let alone yeah. the mental stuff. That's a little more challenging of like, are you smart enough to do the job? Like who tests for that? And I mean, you got to look at honestly, like, like after 9-11, George Bush, like went to ground zero and put his arm around the firefighters. Like we're going to yeah. do what, you know, and he was just this force that everyone, you know, felt safe watching after this horrible event happened. Would you feel safe being in the hands of Joe Biden? after after this awful event happened no you know? I, got, I feel like i gotta protect him yes exactly that's your mm-hmm. instinct you know i just as a human being like this is an elderly man who's being exploited and yeah he is i mean he is an elderly man that's being exploited we saw that this last weekend i think i got this clip actually in this um let me see yeah so I'll pull this tab back up. This was this last weekend. This was um, on the 16th. I don't know if you've seen this. Like. All right. God save the queen, man. Um, the. 
the queen passed away in September. Um, what? So that's what we mean when, when we say that, like, he, he's got cognitive decline. Like, this was, like, again, back in September, again, tragically, um, Representative Jackie Warlowski had passed away in a car accident. And, like, a week later, he was at the, like, the president was at an event at the White House that said, Jackie, are you here? Like, where's Jackie? And then mumbled under his breath, like, she said she was, or she was supposed to be here. Like, he was confused that Jackie wasn't there. It's sad. Like, that was, that I remember watching that and just being like, this is, this is sad. If this is our president who, who is not, you know, I would have, you know, how, I don't know how you lead a country when you can't even do this. I mean, but it's like I said about uh, Diane Feinstein. She's not there to, or you know, they're there to place votes. They're not in control. It's other people are running everything. And, you know, it, 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 yeah, it's, they're not running anything. They are there to cast a vote. Um, Well, you ask if it's if it's even possible for more to be more embarrassed than one could already be. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you what can actually be more embarrassing than that. I actually already had this kind of queued up for y'all. So let's see. Um, this ticket in twenty twenty four would be more embarrassing. And now. I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the infraction. Uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this all across the America getting rebuilt and now I, I again yes point made cognitive ability should be coming to a now see the one of the reasons why I don't necessarily agree with Ian on the grip strength test or anything like that is because um, was it got him drawn a blank which president was it that had polio like a president that is in a wheelchair because of a disease is a little bit different right uh, was it was it roosevelt now i'm embarrassed now i'm embarrassed because i can't remember i um i think so though let me know fdr yes yes it was roosevelt cool um which some could say, I mean, the New Deal not getting passed would have been a good thing. So maybe we should have a grip strength test. You know what? Change my opinion. You know, if you if you can't even walk, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I, <laughs> I am 
I am fully joking to anybody out there that says that. Um, yeah, it is Toy and Ian things to say. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. He was a he was a pretty shitty president, but um, I this ticket in twenty twenty four would be a sight to hold. Um, well, you know what though, I wish I had queued up a Kamala Harris video as well with her um her talking in circles because i have i have a video somewhere of her speaking and then a clip from v the actual like the tv show of uh with um the, the yeah the, the hbo tv show v where she had was was speaking basically in circles and that's what happened so psycho says i want trump with v Vivek, um, I honestly, I I've, I I wrote two stories about um, Vivek this weekend, and I like what he has to say on a lot of stuff. I don't know where he stands on a lot, on some. I think he is a he and and he was he was labeled a rising star this weekend. I do, I think he is going to be somebody to watch out for. I when I talk about you know age limits. He is 37 years old and the first millennial to ever run, um, at least um, on the Republican side. And, you know, he is going to have a long career in politics. I mean, he's a businessman, so maybe he doesn't he's not going to stay in politics, but he he says some good stuff. I, I, I like what he's I like what he's saying out there. I do think that he would probably make a good vice president. Uh, for for Trump and um, so we'll see what happens there. I think it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I do like him. Um, I've heard I've actually been in Twitter spaces a Twitter space with him one time, and I can't remember exactly what he had said, but um, in the space, um, he seems to be a kind of socially conservative, more maybe even more socially conservative than Trump. Um, I'm not sure though. Um, I, I just have to listen to a lot more of what he says, but I think he's, you know, again, having a young, vibrant person out there, I think is a good thing. I think that it keeps the, keeps the others on their toes. And I think he's, he, he is going to be a good, you know, a star in the, in the future. And yes, he does seem genuine. I agree. But this is the segment that we all kind of talk about. Um, we can't, we haven't named it yet, but it's one of those kind of a good laugh as if we haven't been laughing at everything else. This, this, uh, but this one's not so much ha ha funny. This one's kind of just, uh, or not so much, uh, sarcastic funny because you, when you don't laugh, you cry, um, type situation. No, this one's, um, it's, it's, it's pride, pride month stuff, but the U S national parks host drag queen tours for pride month. So <laughs> this is interesting. Um, so earlier this month, Yosemite National Park held its third annual Pride event for its employees. The park partnered with drag queen Patagonia. I mean, it's a pretty good name, honestly. Um, if You know, Patagonia. Huh? Um, to host the event. And so... In an Instagram post, well, I'll just play the Instagram post, actually. So, here. 
well, okay. Come on. So I guess we'll wait for that. Um, actually, in the in the in the tweet or in the in the post, I said, um, "Let me see if this will work." How to escape the heat if you don't there have an go. air conditioner? This only takes five minutes. Tired of hot? And Hello. In case you didn't know, gay people are literally taking over the national park system. I just hope they're pride in Yosemite for the third year in a row. But this isn't a pride for visitors to the valley. This is a pride for the park employees, of which, as you can see, there are literal hundreds of queer Yosemite employees. We danced, we marched, we celebrated, and we got wet. I am so proud of all the community organizers in the park system who are making safe space for queer people all year round. No planet, no pride. Mother Nature is a lesbian. Goodbye. I think that, that line that Mother Nature is a lesbian is hilarious, but I am going to say something that might shock you. I don't care about this. This is actually, I mean, this is what pride should be. I don't see it. I don't see any kids in this event. So I don't care. I think it's actually, it, 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 it might be a good event. I, I, unapologetically, this is, I mean... Hey, cool. Do, do your thing. Um, and if if Yosemite wants to host a drag queen for its employees, then go for it. Like, just I, I, I don't care. Yeah. Mother Nature is a lesbian. Now, if you actually look at the I mean, we talked about this last. Did we talk about this? I might have skipped this last week. But if we talk about what we, um, you know, according to Johns Hopkins University. A lesbian is a non-man that's attracted to non-men. Now, I don't know what Mother Nature is attracted to, but Mother Nature is a non-man. And so, according to that definition, then yes, maybe Mother Nature is a lesbian. I'm joking, because I don't agree with that definition, but it makes sense, right? Um <laughs> yes I, I i yes mother nature is bisexual because everything is fucking in nature yes we all yeah i agree <laughs> yes because women no longer exist they are just not men um no i'm just i'm joking everything is man if you're not a man then you're a lesbian so no um yeah, I, I, honestly, when it comes to this uh, Yo Yosemite thing, I, I don't care. It, it doesn't move the needle for me. I think it's actually a good idea. Um, this would be something that I probably would have gone to. Now, it is pretty stereotypical, though, right? Like, you think about it, like, it's usually lesbians that like to hike. I mean, it's, it's, that's, it's a stereotype, no, I'm joking. Actually, I do. I like to hike. I went, I'm not a lesbian, but I do like to hike. Um, and like when I was coming out, when I was finding myself, I've gone to pride events. I've gone and done that stuff. And I don't mind doing like pride stuff. Like pride stuff is okay. Even like, again, if you're an adult, 
like drag queens are okay. I, I think this is kind of cute. And actually, I will say, in research for this article, I had to go to Patagonia's Instagram page, and he actually like his pictures. I mean, he's 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 a pretty he's a cute guy. He he might be. He honestly seems like he might be a very well like a, a a pretty cool like gay man. I don't know how like I mean he used the word queer. So I don't know how like leftist he is and honestly very environmentalist, but I'll tell you, like, he reminds me of like another version of Lady Maga, um, which is, is, is great for the right. So I, I don't really care too much about this. Now, what was interesting is that earlier this year, North Face teamed up with Patagonia for the second year in a row. So that was the third year that, that the, uh, he has done the, this event and then. North Face has teamed up with them for a, um, I, I don't know what it's, what did, what did it say? It's um, the Summer of Pride, where they were doing like events at different parks. So it looks like that their parks took place, or their, their stops were in Salt Lake City, Atlanta, which was added this year, I guess, um, Portland, Columbus, um, Denver, Colorado, and San Francisco. Like, I don't really, I don't, I don't care. Like, I, I think that, again, as long as these events are for adults and they're not for children, then what What do I really care about, you know? <laughs> um, like, I don't, like, what do I, like, what do I care Again, if these are if these are events for adults, and again, it's not. I mean, it's not like they're doing like this whole like pride extravaganza for the whole month, and that every visitor to these parks and the key like summer months um, is getting you know indoctrinated with only like queer stuff. It's only one day, so I don't. I, again, I and mean, they're not forcing you to take part. If you don't want to go, don't go. But um, I guess there is something to be said when it when it's like I actually no, this is North Face putting it on. I mean, there's something to be said with Yosemite paying money, but companies pay money and the government pays money for their for their employees to do like retreats and stuff like that all the time. So if this is something that they have that many people that want to do this for a retreat, it seems like a decent use of, use of money. I don't. I, again, I I don't care. Um, <laughs> I love this. So monolith fish monger okay um said i just joined and heard you say lady maga i love that motherfucker even though i'm pro-choice lefty well thank you for being here and being a pro-choice lefty um it's great and thank you for um hearting me so um yeah i did a video this i did a vi this was one of the videos i did on this when it first came out is yeah i started hating the Hating pride when San Francisco men's choir did that song. We're coming for your kids. Yeah. And then they claimed it was a joke and then it's not. It was foreshadowing. They claimed it was for, it was a joke, but no, look what we see now. Look what we see across the country. Now it was not a joke. Um, but yeah, y'all, I want to thank you for joining me this week. Um, we actually hit quite a bit. I just didn't, we didn't just stop and talk about, much um we hit like everything i wanted to talk about and got it into the hour um so i want to thank you guys for joining me this week um i have a i have a guest schedule for next week so next week should be fun um it's going to be kind of a preview of my freedom fest panel 
So if you've gone to see who I'm speaking with at Freedom Fest, you might already know who who's going to be here next week. Um, so definitely come and come and join and hang out. Um, and if you are wanting to go to Freedom Fest, it's in Memphis, um, the fifteenth of uh, what is it, the eleventh through fifteenth of next month. So yeah, come and uh, come and hang out. I'm going to be there the whole time. I'm only speaking on Saturday, so. Yeah, somebody new to troll psycho. Um I will. Actually, yeah. I'll warn them. I'll warn them that I have I have some colorful characters in my audience that that are fun. So, um it'll be good though. And then um yeah, so actually I was talking to Courtney yesterday about doing some stuff in North Carolina. So, if you're in North Carolina, uh, there's a libertarian candidate for governor um courtney put his name in the or i i i drawn a blank right now um but if you are in north carolina definitely go check him out and if i'm not mistaken you are doing that event that you posted is in greenville in september or is that the one that no no, no. that's the event that you were talking about doing in charlotte right yes shannon bray so if you definitely go check check him out if you're in uh in North Carolina. Whatever says no Timcast night. Yeah, I saw something on Twitter that Tim hadn't been posting all day. Um, and apparently he posted that he lost his voice. So, yeah, he, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, prayers out to Tim that he's, at, he's back up and running pretty soon. But apparently he lost his voice, so he's not going to be able to run the show tonight. Um, so... Yeah, but definitely go check that out. And I'm, yeah. If I had more content, I would run for another hour to cover if people would come over from Timcast. But I don't think I'm going to get the Timcast audience. So, eh, you know, I try to run before Timcast so that y'all can go watch his show. Because, um, like I said, Tim's cool. I like Tim. Um, he's always been he's always been pretty good to me. He's always been a good friend to me. So, um, again, Thank you all for joining. Make sure you click that like and subscribe button below. Um, if you don't, follow me on Rumble. And I just realized that you can actually subscribe onto Rumble too. And I'm, I'm going to start, maybe I'll start putting some other content up there too. I'm waiting for subscriptions on Twitter to where I can start putting some exclusive content on Twitter. Um, but we're going we're gonna to start doing some, some more stuff. Um, also, go subscribe to the Post Millennial. Um, they, I do... You know, we're doing content over there and there's doing um gonna start doing more exclusive content over on the post millennials page um so go definitely follow them um and follow me across all social media platforms and i will see you next time